to Talk Dons. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Yes, welcome to Red Friday on North Sound 1 and the Dons head up to Dingwall on Sunday after last night's 1-0 defeat to Sporting Lisbon. Our boss, Derek McInnes, feels that the Dons ran the Portuguese Giants close. They're a top side, so much for all this team being affected by the COVID. That was the strongest team possible, maybe one, one player. The strongest team, Sporting Lisbon, a level of player that you're up against. My players were excellent tonight and... Uh, we tried to go with the team to keep ourselves in the game, knowing it was cup football, and we always it was always our intention between 60 and 70 minutes to try and get a wee Scotty right on and take a midfielder off. And then obviously we've gambled a wee bit in the last 10 minutes to try and face attacking as we possibly could. And like I say, we had good moments in the game. Uh, I thought the players showed a real uh, level of performance tonight, which pleases me. And disappointed we haven't got anything to show for our efforts. North Sound 1. Friday. That was the thoughts of Derek McInnes speaking to Red TV after the game last night. I'm joined in the studio by Andrew Shiny and Dave McDermott. Dave, from Lisbon to Dingwall, but uh, unlucky last night to come away with nothing. Yeah, I think uh, the early goal, really, that was what did the damage to Aberdeen, who, as Derek said, they, they did play very well, but losing the early goal meant that uh, Sporting had something to hold on to. They didn't have to really come out of their, their shell and their shape and uh, I, I thought you know Aberdeen Joe Lewis made that great save in late in the first half but you know other than that Sporting didn't really look like uh, extending their, their advantage unfortunately you know we just uh, failed in the final final third but it was certainly you know after last Sunday you wondered what on earth we were going to see last night because we needed to improve absolutely dramatically and fortunately we did and I remember saying on the, on the show last week that uh, going back to last Sunday home games you know last season you, you got results that you th- kind of thought but this season it does seem a different feeling it didn't last Sunday yeah. I'm afraid it was just yeah. one of these you know uh, bad days at the office yeah. uh, where we just didn't turn up and uh, circumstances dictated that uh, you know, we'd never see that normally, but to go three down at home to Motherwell after a quarter of the game was certainly nothing that that, that we expected, and uh, really there was no coming back by that time. Yeah, Andrew, we'll come on to, to Sunday in just a minute, but just looking at last night, it is the sixth time in seven years that um, this third qualifying stage has been the, the sort of downfall for the Dons, but... You know, I've seen a lot of talk about this today on Twitter from fans and this point of the, the campaign being the sticking point, but you've got to say that the level of opposition jumps up dramatically at this point. And you know, you're talking about a, a club with a massive European pedigree and a huge squad. Absolutely. I mean, as the, the manager said, possibly only one of the seven or eight uh, COVID positive players uh, would have been in the starting 11 had he been a, a tested negative but uh, yeah as we mentioned last week you know sporting club de Portugal to give them their official title um, they've been in 60 seasons of European competition and you just needed to look at the the size of squad that they had um, 
It was no disgrace that Aberdeen went out. It's just unfortunate that um, the 100th goal that we've conceded away from home in European competition ended up keeping our run going of three successive 1-0 defeats to Portuguese opposition mm. because, of course, we lost the Cup Winners' Cup semi-final 1-0 both home and away to Porto uh, back in 1984. Uh, but uh, no disgrace to lose, but... Um, you know, it, it was it was disappointing that we weren't able to to just fashion that one clear cut chance that might have given us something. But uh, you know, it, as Dave said, chalk and cheese the performance from Sunday compared to last night. Very disciplined, uh, very organised, uh, playing against a good side and in a game that was refereed in a different way to what Scottish teams are used to by uh, Nikola Dubanovic. Whistle was never far from his lips, particularly any aerial challenge it seemed to be free kick against Aberdeen. And when you've got guys like Sebastian Coates, I mean, that bit of play acting towards the end of the game when he he gets a little nudge from Johnny Hayes, who's, what, five foot seven? Uh, He's about six foot three. uh, And you could see him, he started to lose his balance and thought... I'm going to have to make this look better because I don't hear the whistle yet. And then throws himself to the ground as though he's been absolutely hit by a 10-ton truck. You weren't a fan of the performance there then, Andrew? No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, there's no need for it. That's that's the thing. And I thought the referee should have realised that. Um, he he was a bit slow with his yellow card when uh, the guy Vieto, I think it was, uh, in the first half off the ground with both feet straight into the back of Ross McCrory who's breaking up the park I've seen a lot of referees give a red for that never Mm. mind have to stop and think for five minutes Mm, should that be a yellow card but these are little picky things Um, the better side won last night but Aberdeen put up a very good performance let's get the thoughts of some of the fans then because of course it was a game that we would have loved to have seen the fans travelling to but let's get the reactions uh, from JP Ryan and firstly our fan reporter Graham Watts yeah Mike I'm very happy with the way Aberdeen played last night I thought we were very unlucky Uh, I thought we matched them more than matched them to be honest Um, you know I think another night we'd probably go there and score a couple of goals but it wasn't to be you know you saw their quality with the goal that they got Mike it was a great through ball and a great finish I think Joe's maybe other than that picking the ball at the net I think he had one really good save in the first half that he saved with his face um, any, anything will do you know how you keep it that's part of being a goalkeeper but I think other than that everything was they had a lot of possession but it was all in front of Aberdeen you know it was the way they, they set up you know to hit him on the break with, with Hayes and um Hedges, I thought Hedges was brilliant again last night. Watkins, you know, he holds the ball up well and he brings other players into the game. I thought he had another great game for Aberdeen. The goals will come, you know. Some people are like, oh, where's the goals from Watkins, you know? But that will come. Um, I've got no doubt about it. But I think on a, on a pleasing note, you can be more than happy with the way Aberdeen played last night, especially going a goal behind so early, Mike. And, you know, it's another one of those nearly stories. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be there again next season, hopefully, and we'll, we'll give it another go. But, as an Aberdeen fan, Mike, I'm more than happy with the way Aberdeen played, and I'm sure a lot of fans are as well. Um, but yeah, one of those nights, Mike. It was a very tough draw, but definitely no shame in that result or performance. Um, we maybe need to get a little bit more streetwise because the refs in Europe love to blow the whistle. Um, but on another day, I thought we would have walked away for a win. Um, very unlucky. Um, yeah, do you know what? In general, I thought it was a very good performance. We were just missing that 
that final that final pass, that final shot. Um, I really did think they were a team to be getting at. Um, very inexperienced, um, whilst still having high quality throughout their squad. Um, it's just it really is disappointing to not take something away from it. Um, you know, we've not made it through the, the third qualifying round in a long, long time, and I felt that was a big opportunity, especially with. Hedges opportunity right at the end. Yeah, uh, there was that chance at the end, uh, Dave, as well. But you, you did feel, um, you know, the fans there. I think are seeing what most fans feel today. It was, uh, it was a good performance from the Dons against a strong side, a difficult tie, but may- maybe, maybe partly a missed opportunity because it was one nil right up until, uh, well, to the end of the game, but from so early on in the game. Yeah, as I say, the early goal really changed the whole dynamic of the game but I think the fans you know as I mentioned earlier after last Sunday I'm sure every Aberdeen fan was a bit apprehensive about what we were going to see uh, see last night and as Andrew said it was chalk and cheese literally the the defence I thought did really well um, and looked well disciplined didn't look under the goal apart didn't look under any threat whatsoever yeah. and uh, you know the fact was that last Sunday the loss of Scott McKenna you're, you're thinking that's going to make such a difference but you didn't get that impression last night yeah. uh, Considine, Hoban and uh, uh, Ash Taylor I thought were, were excellent at the back so uh, that, that was a plus and hopefully the important thing now is to take it into to Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Well, of course, we'll talk about that in a moment. Just before we do, though, Andrew, I, mean, I know we don't, we don't like to talk too too long on uh, three nil defeats, but let's talk about last Sunday because we did have that Scott McKenna situation was unfolding over the weekend, and uh, ultimately, of course, it means that he is away. And on Sunday, there was that there were those changes. Uh, you do feel. Even looking back now, despite last night's good performance, that that really did sort of shake up the sort of the dynamic of the team and the defence. Yeah, um, you, you, the writing was on the wall very, very early on. The first run that uh, Chris Long made forward uh, put Ash Taylor under pressure. It was a good challenge uh, to retrieve the situation, but then a minute or so later, Ash gives away a, a free kick in a dangerous area and we just didn't defend it properly and they got the penalty, the score then four minutes after that Joe, for the first time in, since Adam was a boy, sclaffs a clearance and they're 2-0 up and you're just thinking, eight minutes in you know, Motherwell, who had played an extra 30 minutes in midweek um, you know, they should be the side that are feeling tired, but Aberdeen looked the side that were tired. There was no spark about them. Uh, and when the third goal went in, it was not real surprise because every time Motherwell got a set piece to look dangerous, they'd obviously done their homework. They stopped Joe Lewis from getting off his line to claim crosses. Uh, and with the nerves going throughout the, the back division, uh, the game was there for Motherwell to, to grab by the scruff of the neck and all due credit to them, they did it. They did it. Um, they were clinical in front of goal. I thought Alan Campbell was absolutely outstanding in the yeah. middle of the park. Um, overshadowed his under-21 colleagues, Lewis Ferguson, Ross McCrory and Motherwell looked at a decent side but then look what happens. They go away to, to Israel and they get beaten 3-0 and they... All the good work that had been done on Sunday seems to have disappeared once again, whereas Aberdeen, uh, on the flip side, after such a horrendous performance, produce a good performance. So mm-hmm. it, it's just the slings and arrows of, of football fortune, really, isn't it? I mean, uh, as I think the manager said, we're not as good a side 
that we can just turn up and win games. We've got to play well. We didn't play well at all uh, last Sunday and we were punished severely. Uh, As seems to be Motherwell's unfortunate habit, we either give Motherwell a doing or they give us a doing. Um, And then we bounced back. The proof's going to be in the pudding for both clubs on Sunday when they... Motherwell entertain Rangers and we travel north to face Ross County. Yeah, I mean, that that is it. It's the form, I think, from <laughs> again, from a fan's perspective, Dave, you've been in such good form. You've seen six wins on, on you know, in a row and then suddenly there's this game where it all goes completely wrong and it is about bouncing back now because last night was a good performance. You can almost put that to one side because it's a different set of circumstances. It's a, it's a top quality European opposition and it's a game it's kind of on its own. But Sunday is back to business and it is such an important game for the Dons to get back to the level of performance that we've been used to. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, under Derek McInnes, Sabarine have a great record of bouncing back after setbacks and, and it certainly last Sunday, make no mistake, was a setback. So uh, on the road... Um, you know, no fans again, which is the thing. We, you know, again, a Sunday outing to up to Dingwall would, be, would have been a, a great one for for the supporters. But yeah. uh, no, it's, it is all about uh, taking the attitude of last night, the character that was shown into Sunday. The players they haven't had too long to to rest, but they're well used to that Thursday Sunday. They've done it often enough before and come away with good results. So I, I don't see any reason why that can't be the case uh, in Dingwall this time. Yeah, and just on last Sunday there as well, Andrew. Obviously, um, Ross McCrory criticism for the first time really uh, in a red shirt. Uh, just in his performance maybe not quite up to the the standard he has been. Um, but again, playing in a slightly different position and where, where Ross McCrory is very versatile. You do feel that in the middle of the park, it's where he really shines Yeah I think um, the partnership between Ross McCrory and Lewis Ferguson is vital to Aberdeen going forward uh, Good to see Shea Logan get himself back into the, the, the mix once again uh, Ash Taylor put the the poor performance on Sunday to one side was very solid last night uh, Tommy Hoban just gets better and better and Andy Considine just goes on and on um, so I, I think we've got the makings of a very good squad were just a little bit light at the moment in central defence with Michael Devlin being injured and I'd rather see Ross McCrory in that more advanced position than having to come back into uh, the rear guard but uh, yeah I think um, things are are on the up for Aberdeen Uh, they've now got to go out and show it domestically um, that last Sunday was a blip It's unfortunate once again we're out of Europe but as you say we went out to an exceptionally good side who I'm sure have designs on you know way beyond the group stages and uh, you know let's not get too downhearted about the fact that we've lost the last couple of games. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk more about Sunday's game because, of course, it is a big game for the Dons up in Dingwall against Ross County. We're going to hear from the fans. We'll also hear from uh, Stuart Kettlewell and, of course, from Aberdeen boss Derek McInnes and uh, also Lewis Ferguson. That's all on the way in just a minute. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Our sound one is Red Friday. I'm Mike. I'm joined in the studio by Dave McDermott and Andrew Shiny. And of course, it is Aberdeen up in Dingwall against Ross County on Sunday. Uh, big game last night, of course. It was Sporting Lisbon in Portugal. And Don's boss, Derek McInnes, though, is looking forward to Sunday's game after being pleased with last night's efforts. Back onto Ross County now on Sunday and 
see how everybody's shaped up for that in terms of fitness and legs and the energy to go and compete against them. So, but you know, delighted with the the players' performance. Our Ross County boss Stuart Kettlewell, he's feeling confident and is happy with the squad that he's got. Delighted with the squad, with the recruitment and the guys that we're able to keep at the at the football club. Decent options coming off our bench. Um, one or two guys that would want more opportunity that haven't quite had that yet, but you could see that coming. You know, we're only eight games into a season. We may well look to see if we could bring one or two in just to add to that. You know, you look at the winter months and you look at injury suspensions. We're probably all going to have to ward against that. Even in this uncertain time, you maybe have a look at that situation. Yeah, with all respect, Andrew, to uh, Ross County's sort of prospects this season, it's been a it's been a not a bad start for them. I mean, they're certainly in terms of the league position, they're they're looking pretty reasonable. Having said that, of course, you know there are uh, four points splitting them in uh, St Mirren in tenth. So it it is one of those where you know reasonable start for them. But they have the the capability of going either way, getting a decent result or having a five nil defeat like they did to Celtic. Yeah, um, I think Stuart Kettle will rather than say I'm only four points ahead of St Mirren would say I'm only one point behind Aberdeen. <laughs> I'm sure he would, um, and be saying to his players, "You can get above Aberdeen in the league table if if you win." Uh, but you're right; they've they've made a decent start to the season. That five nil thrashing from Celtic apart, uh, they've been quite solid. They're they're difficult to break down, particularly away from home. Uh, I don't see it being a, a high-scoring game tomorrow, but um, it's interesting that uh, he's he's showing a lot of faith in, in young players. I was just looking at the average age of their, their side last week uh, down at uh, St Johnston, and if you took Ian Vigers and Michael Gardine out of the equation, uh, the, the remaining nine players, their average age was just 23, which is pretty young for uh, the top flight in Scotland. Yeah. Uh, so, you know... The, the, the back four, Connor Randall, Cole Donaldson, Alex Yakoviti and Josh Reid, um, all young players, but hungry young players, I think. That's that's the important thing. And, uh, you know, Stuart Kettlewell was singing the praises, praises of Alex Yakoviti, um, who came up from Oldham, saying how well he'd settled in the Highlands and how well he's, he's doing playing for Ross County and how he's, he's, he's kind of taken on board everything that Ross County stand for, because... It is a big change when you when you think if you're coming from having played down south, I think he was at Nottingham Forest and then Oldham. Now you're coming up to, to Dingwall. You're you're quite divorced from you know the, the bright lights of of Scotland. Really, when you're up there, it's a wonderful lifestyle if you can adapt to it. But if you've been in big conurbations down in England, all of a sudden it's very different up there and. That can affect the way you play, but he's got uh, St John uh, Ross County playing some pretty decent football, Stuart Kettlewell, uh, and they'll be difficult to beat tomorrow on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, speaking of that, David, I've heard. I think it was John Robertson. I heard once talking about getting players to sign, you know, for Cali or for Ross County. It's a tough call. Yeah, I mean, it's bad enough getting players to come to Aberdeen mm-hmm. which is you know directly linked to well normally it's directly linked <laughs> to every major city um, so up in the Highlands uh, where there is Inverness airport obviously but it mm. is that bit harder so that you know both, both the Cali and County deserve great credit for being able to persuade players as Andrew says it's a completely different lifestyle to yeah. what a lot of these players are are used to but uh, those that those that do adapt can enjoy some I mean there's Carl Tremarco who was released by Cali and signed by County because he's adapted to the lifestyle of the Highlands 
him and his family love it and he, he took the opportunity to stay. Yeah, and I think that is it. It's, it's all about getting the players who you know are going to be committed to the Ross County cause, I suspect, as well. And and also it's the youth. It's getting those players that maybe haven't had that opportunity elsewhere or maybe feel that they, can, they need to break into a first team somewhere to get their opportunity. And that is really how Ross County kind of have to build their squad. Yeah, as well as uh, bringing players up from down south. They do have a very well recognise youth academy and yep. uh, it's one of the, the better run ones in in, in the country I would which suggest. I guess is probably essential for a Abs- club like that absolutely so and you know the the um, they do produce players that can go on to do great things I mean Gary Mackay Stephen mm-hmm. started off at Ross County Youth System um, I remember watching him play at the AIY the the football fest AIFF oh, yeah. football festival. I think he was player of the tournament back in two thousand and seven. I think it was. So, you know, and he's gone on to not bad things. And, yeah, uh, done quite well. Yep. So no, they, they deserve every credit. Credit, and it's obviously Roy McGregor deserves credit for bankrolling the club, especially right now where it is so difficult without without the normal income. Yeah, absolutely. And just looking at the form though, Andrew, and although we're saying they've they've had a good start, actually, when you look at the last five games from a form point of view, Aberdeen won four, lost one. Ross County lost three, drawn one in amongst those, and then won their last one. So actually, you know, if you go off the last sort of five games, form isn't as good as maybe the league position suggests, but the incentive, as you said, one point behind the Dons, albeit with those two extra games played, what an incentive for them to get a result and to, to try and leapfrog Aberdeen. Again, Stuart Kettle will be thinking, no, we'll, we'll won our last game. Aberdeen, you've lost your last two games. So yeah. we're in the driving seat. We've had a full week uh, to recover from our exertions down in Perth. You've been in Lisbon. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there's a massive incentive there for Ross County. And uh, it, it's a game I'm looking forward to because I like the way that they play. Um, they're, they're a bit more attack-orientated when, when they're at home. And they've got players who are dangerous up front, although their goals for tally is not brilliant this season. Ross Stewart's the only player that has scored more than once, and he's only got two. Um, but you've got Ross Stewart, you've got Gar who just goes from strength to strength. He's, he's a bit like um, Chris Burke down at Kilmarnock. Mm-hmm. Uh, he seems to be there every year and his level of performance doesn't drop. Ollie Shaw, I think it was a good move for him moving from Hibs to go up there. Uh, he's got still got something to prove, but he's still a young guy. Uh, and then you've got the experience of Ian Vigers in the middle of the park who... If the going gets tough, uh, you need players like Ian Vigers who will stick a foot in, um, whether it's on the ball or on his man. Um, he's never particularly bothered about that. Uh, but I think Stuart Kettlewell, now that he's on his own, I think he's. it was a wee bit sink or swim for him uh, when mm-hmm. they decided to promote Stephen Ferguson. But I think Kettlewell's doing extremely well. He's got Richie Britton as his, his wingman there. And as Dave said, you know, they've got a good uh, youth academy. Like so many other clubs, they've got the, this problem now that there's not going to be a development league. So th- these players that are sort of fringe of first-team players if they're not going to be able to get a chance in the first team, what are you going to do with them? You're going to have to put them out on loan and there's only so many place, players uh, that can go out on loan and so many places that you can put players out on loan. Yeah. But there's the, the gap between the under-18s and the first team never has that looked wider, I'm sure, for, for players who are in that middle ground between the two. Uh, so uh, I think County are, are pretty well... Uh, 
placed for for going forward and as Dave mentioned, you know, Roy McGregor, he, he deserves so much praise for the infrastructure that he's built up there uh, at Victoria Park, the Global Energy Stadium as it is now with the Highland Football Academy. It's a great setup they've got there. And in these difficult times, they are one of the clubs like Aberdeen who are in a good shape for moving forward. Well, we're going to hear it from Lewis Ferguson. We're also going to hear from the Dons fans ahead of the game on Sunday to get their thoughts on how they think things will pan out this Sunday. Uh, we'll get that on right after we get the latest North Sound 1 news headlines. Across North East Scotland, North Sound 1 News. The First Minister is backing universities taking disciplinary action against students who break new COVID rules, but only as a last resort. They're banned from going to pubs, restaurants or parties this weekend and risk being suspended if they flout guidance. A 10pm curfew for all hospitality venues is coming into force tonight too. Police Scotland Chief Constable Ian Livingston says extra officers will be out this evening. A silence has been held after a long-serving Met Police Sergeant was shot dead in a custody centre in South London. The 23-year-old suspect then turned the gun on himself and is now in a critical condition in hospital. And Aberdeen midfielder Lewis Ferguson admits they'll have more chance of success in the new Europa Conference League, which kicks off next season. It's difficult for us to go and beat you know, the likes of Sporting Lisbon and, and then we would have another tie before getting into the group stages. When we come into competition, we would have to win four qualifiers, basically, to, to get into the group stages. The Dons were knocked out of the Europa League last night. That's the latest. I'm Neil Murray. North Sound 1. Get all the biggest hits and the biggest throwbacks without lifting a finger. Just ask your smart speaker to play North Sound 1. to talk dogs. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Yeah, it's Ross County on Sunday for the Dons and midfielder Lewis Ferguson who you just heard there, he knows that treating Sunday's game exactly the, the way they did last night is key. We're always going to take it one game at a time you know, the most important thing is getting three points on Sunday and then after that it'll be the next game and then the next game. The most important thing is, is always um, what's going to be up against you in the next game so we're going to take every game as it comes and, and when the big games come around you know, we've experienced something similar in a big stadium against a, a good side and cup competition. That bit of experience will so stand us in good stead for, for the games and hopefully we can take the positives and go and put them into you know, the, the semi-final and hopefully go and get a, a positive result and get ourselves to the final. But we're going to take every, every game as it comes and, and when that comes, we'll, we'll look forward to that. Yeah, I suppose it's as footballers that one of the things that you're always told is focus on the next game, don't get distracted and of course there's distractions everywhere and there's there's no bigger distractions than big games and of course there are some on the horizon but Sunday has to be the next big game. Absolutely and Derek McInnes will not let the players focus waver on anything other than the game on Sunday uh, it is huge and then we've got then the, the attention will turn to St Mirren at Petordi next Friday night because that's ahead of the next international break which comes along <laughs> very quickly from the last one yep. we went into the last international break on the back of a victory and that makes such a difference because otherwise you, you, you stew for that couple of weeks as do the fans as do the fans <laughs> uh, so you know but it's all about Sunday at the moment and making sure that uh, 
as Lewis said there that they take the attitude, the character, the commitment that they showed last night into the game in Dingwall. Yeah, and Andrew, just in terms of how Derek McKiss sets things out on Sunday, because last Sunday didn't work, we know that, um, and he has some decisions to make just in terms of, you know, defensively things are going to change, albeit we feel they've got a solid enough um, foundation there as a defence, but you know, you are losing a player of Scott McKenna's calibre, there's no doubt that that has an effect. Oh, it's got to, I mean, Scott McKenna, I, when I first saw him, was could only be described as a big raw loon playing in the reserves, uh, a boy from Kerry Muir, uh, very powerful in the air, very powerful left-sided player, but very raw. And he's developed into a mainstay for Scotland. One of the first names on Steve Clark's uh, starting list. And uh, all credit to Scott, and he richly deserves his move down south, and, and he goes with the very best wishes of everyone at Aberdeen Football Club. He's a great guy. Dave knows him well, having worked alongside him for many years. And you couldn't ask for a nicer guy, could you, Dave? No, he is. He's uh, a topper of a chap is Scott yeah and, and hopefully with the 20% sell-on clause that he, he gets mm. his big move and doesn't allow <laughs> his contract to run down at, yeah. at Forest but uh, the manager's already said he, he expects him to become a, a Premier League player down south mm. in the fullness of time and I think um, a Forest is a great place for him to continue the next stage of his development so as Andrew says he goes with everyone's best wishes it's a shame because we will miss him yeah. but this this day was inevitable it yeah. was always going to come and Andrew just on just briefly on Scott McKenna again I just, you do feel like English football could suit him yeah, um, I, I think it, it probably will do. Um, he will be up against big players uh, and Scott revels in a physical confrontation. Um, so I, I think, you know, he'll be up against strikers who will be the same height as he is, the same type of build, the same physique, strength, etc. And I think he, he loves matching himself in these physical encounters so uh, I think it could be the, the the real making of Scott McKenna and I think Nottingham Forest have got themselves a very good player it's interesting um, everybody's talking about you know 20% sell on clause and he'll move to the Premiership I noticed um, was it uh, Frank McIverney said I'll be at Celtic next year <laughs> uh, because Aberdeen didn't want to send, sell him to Celtic because um, it would strengthen them but he's just gone down to Nottingham Forest for a year and then he'll be at Celtic after I that mean, I would say Frank McIverney does like to wind people up. So, he does, so, you yes. Know, it's, <laughs> but it's, you know, I mean, it's a fair point. And of course, you, you don't know how his career is going to pan out, Dave. But, you know, getting that move, Nottingham Forest, a, a club with a huge history, obviously not where, where they were back in their sort of heyday. But having said that, it feels like, you know, the pace of the, 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 the lower leagues in England, outside of the, the, the top league, it is a little bit like Scotland and it's a bit faster, it's a bit more physical. The top league, if he can get there, and I think he will, you feel like in that top league in England, it's the kind of, it, the, the game would really suit him because he's comfortable, he's big, he's strong, he can do, deal with most things. As he's shown when he's played for Scotland against mm -hmm. some top, top sides, he's, I would say he's the best centre-half that uh, Steve Clark's got to, to pick from mm -hmm. right now. And uh, yeah, I think uh, he, he was signed because Forrest had a, they collapsed near the end of last season mm -hmm. and have started off 
poorly this season. They're actually playing tonight away to Huddersfield, who've also started off badly. So he's been signed because they need to shore up the defence. And so he's been signed. I would imagine I'm still waiting for the team news there. But if Scott is injury-free, which I'm sure he is, I would imagine he'll probably go straight into that team for the game that's televised tonight. So it'll be a chance for Don's fans to cheer him on the box. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right, let's get some of the, the fans' thoughts ahead of Ross County because it is Ross County against the Dons up in Dingwall 3 o'clock kick-off on Sunday and of course we have our fan reporter Graham Watt we'll get his thoughts in just a minute as well as that we'll hear from JP and first of all, here's the thoughts of Dons fan Ryan This weekend, really, really big game you get back to winning ways and quickly um, hopefully McInnes doesn't change things up again um, obviously McCrory being back in the midfield um, against Lisbon was a big positive for us looks so much more comfortable there Ross County is always a difficult place for Aberdeen um, so hopefully hopefully we've got enough about us to, to go and get the three points um, I've, got, I've got confidence that we will do it Hopefully the boys could bounce back with a win um, I really like the shape of the team this year so let's press high and try and get those three points Yeah, looking forward to Sunday Mike um, Dingwall, it won't be easy Ross County, you know, they've been hot and cold this season um, I think Aberdeen after last night's performance will be um, very confident disappointed obviously not to win in, in uh, Lisbon but I think Aberdeen will be more, very confident going to Dingwall and picking up three points um, I'm wondering if Shea Logan will get back on the score sheet he seems to love a goal up there but um, it's been a while since he scored to be honest but I'm, I'm sure he won't want us telling him that um, but uh, yeah looking forward to it Mike hopefully Aberdeen can get the win and I'm thinking maybe 3-1 Aberdeen for the trip to Dingwall. Yeah, we take the 3-1. 3-0 would be even better though, Andrew. We want to keep a clean sheet, obviously. Uh, but uh, just just on um, the way the Dons play, obviously that first goal, we know how important that is. Uh, and it really, Aberdeen really want to get that first goal. And then, of course, the shape of Ross County changes because they, they have to sort of play it a bit. But Ross County are a team that, that they will attack as well. But getting that first goal is crucial. Yeah. Um, I was just looking at the... the number of times that we've scored early in a game and it's only been once in the opening half hour of a game so far this season that was Ross McCrory's goal against Kilmarnock in the 16th minute unfortunately we've conceded five of the six goals we've we've lost in the opening 23 minutes of games and the times that we've gone behind we've lost Uh, so you're right, the first goal can be absolutely crucial. Uh, we saw that last night. I think we'll see the same again on Sunday up in Dingwall because, uh, as I said earlier, I don't see there being an awful lot of goals in the game. Uh, Aberdeen looking quite strong defensively. Uh, Ross County, they've got a settled shape about them. Uh, they won't give very much away. But if you're looking for someone that could unpick the Ross County defence Ryan Hedges is your man at the moment because he's in outstanding form that left foot of his is wonderful to watch and just a wee bit of help from Johnny Hayes uh, from Lewis Ferguson from Ross McCrory uh, that'll make all the difference providing ammunition for Hedges but also for Marley Watkins who bear in mind as an ex-Inverness Cali Thistle player will be looking forward more than most to going to Dingwall because of the local rivalry that there is between the Inverness and Ross County and he's got a couple of goals in fact I think he's got three goals in, in six starts uh, against Ross County so it would be a nice time for Marley to get himself on the score sheet because that would help Aberdeen 
Yeah, absolutely. We're looking forward to, to that goal coming. I'm sure Sunday would be just ideal for him. Uh, we've got our Beat the Pundit on the way as well as more chat about the Dons at Ross County on Sunday, all on the way in just a minute. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Yeah, you're listening to North Sound 1. This is Red Friday. I'm Mike. I'm joined by Dave McDermott and Andrew Shiny in the studio. And every week, our pundit Dave McDermott goes up against a Dons fan in predicting the outcome of the Scottish Premiership Games over the course of the weekend. Last week, Andrew, it was Dons fan Kev Lynch. How did Kev get on? It was a tie, five points each oh. last week. Um, there were one or two results that nobody got, like the Aberdeen one. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, Funny that. five each, so Dave leads four and a half, two and a half against the fans. Well, this week it's Aberdeen fan JP. Our fan reporter Graham Watt caught up with JP to get his predictions. Yes, Mike, today we've got JP. He is taking on the pundit for tonight's show. JP, first of all, your score predictions for Hamilton versus Dundee United. Hamilton nil, Dundee United two. And your score predictions for Livingston versus St Johnston. Livingston versus St Johnston. I'm going to go for a one-one draw. St Mirren against Kilmarnock, GP. St Mirren nil, Kelly one. And moving on to Sunday, first up, Motherwell versus Rangers. Motherwell two, Rangers one. And Celtic against Hibernian. Celtic three, Hibs nil. And the big one, Ross County versus Aberdeen, GP. I'm going to go for Ross County Aberdeen 2-0 to the Dons. Well, there we go then. It's time for Dave McDermott's predictions. We'll start with Hamilton, Dundee United. Uh, Hamilton 1, Dundee United 2. Livingston against St Johnston. As with JP, I think it'll be 1-1. Kamarnock visit, visit Paisley there at St Mirren. St Mirren 1, Killy 2. And then on Sunday, it's Motherwell who host Rangers. 2-2. Two, two. Celtic at home to Hibs 2-0 and then of course the big one it is in Dingwall Ross County Aberdeen uh, like JP 0-2 ok so a couple of similar <laughs> predictions there Andrew and uh, you know a few games there obviously 3-3 uh, three three, so we've got the 3 on the Saturday then the Sunday uh, sees the the, uh, the top end of the table really and uh, looking at Saturday's games first of all um, Dundee United they're away to Hamilton they want to get back to winning ways yeah um, I think you know, Hamilton obviously looks the place to go because uh, Hamilton have lost all three of their home t- ties so far this season. They haven't scored. But write them off at your peril, we say it every year. And uh, I think United are going to be strong enough. Lawrence Shanklin scored a fantastic goal last weekend. Uh, if he can maintain that sort of form, uh, it's going to be difficult for Hamilton. Also in plastic, we've got Livingston against St Johnston. Saints, you know, sticky spell that they're going through. Uh, and St Mirren started the season okay. Mm. Livingston, sorry, started the season okay, but haven't been brilliant. Although they put up a very good fight at uh, Celtic Park last week. Um, I can see that being a share of the spoils. And mm. St Mirren, Kilmarnock... Saints again started the season all right, but have fallen away a wee bit. I lost the last four in a row. Yeah, Kil- Kilmarnock, um, they're getting better, but they're not quite there yet. Uh, but I think we'll be too strong for St. Mirren. Yeah, uh, Dave, just looking at those those games, I mean, the Saturday games, I mean, there's so many teams in this, this league this season that just it, you can't really separate 
one from the other. Yeah, and we've, we've gone for our predictions, but it's a bit of a lottery, to be perfectly honest, yeah. because nobody would be too surprised if it's home wins, if it's away wins, <laughs> or if it's a draw in all three of the Saturday games. So it, it is a bit of a lottery. Uh, look at the games on Sunday, Andrew. Celtic in action, of course, last night, as were Rangers. Celtic getting that win right in the last minute there against Riga. Funny, it's weird with Celtic this season. I can't quite figure them out. They continue to win, though, and this is what Celtic do, even when you sort of have your doubts. The one player I do have a doubt over, though, is the goalkeeper, Andrew. Yeah, um, he cost a lot of money and he hasn't looked 100% uh, as reliable as uh, Fraser Forster or Craig Gordon, his predecessors, were. But, as you say, Celtic have found ways of winning games and that's the most important thing. Performance doesn't matter a jot. If you win every game scruffily by one goal to nil, you will win things. And, and that's what um, Neil Lennon will be saying to his team. He'll, yes, he'll want them to play better football, but as long as they keep winning, uh, that's all is going to bother him. Rangers, very impressive 4-0 winners in Holland. Uh, Willem Twee, not one of the, the big names from the Netherlands, but hey, 4-0 away from home in Europe against any opposition, never mind opposition of the, the quality of a Dutch side tells you that um, Steven Gerrard's side are doing things right uh, it's going to be an interesting one at Fir Park because uh, Motherwell have to bounce back from from their disappointment uh, away from home Celtic uh, Rangers rather aren't quite as infallible as they are at home uh, and I can see why our pundits uh, and our fans are going 2-2 two, two and 2-1 two, in that mm -hmm, game mm -hmm. um, I think Rangers will win it but Again, it's one of those that could go either way. The Celtic Hibs one, um, Hibs on their day can be very, very good. At other times, they're not quite at the races. They don't have a wonderful record at Celtic Park, and I think Celtic will edge it. I don't think it will be very clear cut, but then again, you know, as you said, we just don't know what, what you're going to get with Celtic these no. days other than it's going to be a W after their name. <laughs> well, that's it. it, it that's exactly what happens, Stephen. But, but looking at Hibs, I mean, you know, they played well um, in spells against Rangers, got the point there in their last game. But looking at their form, it's funny because for a team that everyone's talking about, actually their last five games, two draws, two wins and a defeat. So it really, it's, it's a lottery as to whether or not they will have enough to challenge Celtic on Sunday. Yeah, uh, I, I've gone for 2-0, JP went for 3-0. Mm -hmm. Andrew forgot to mention how YouTube are doing in the oh, league yeah. today, how, our internal league. So we've got a little internal league, Andrew, just very, very quickly. How are we getting on? We both scored five points last week as well. Oh, so excellent. Every good. bit as good as the other two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but last week overall alone. scores, Andrew, that's what I'm trying to... Overall, Dave, you've got 39 points and we've both got 24. Yes. Right. Enjoy it while it lasts. Well, a season, I hope. <laughs> well, of still, course. No, still no word of that. Team news down at Huddersfield. Okay. So no no sign, but we're expecting if he's if he's fit and ready. I'd be surprised if he doesn't. I'd be surprised if he didn't start. Well, it's all about Ross County against the Dons on Sunday, of course. Uh, just last word there, uh, Dave. You've gone for what was it? What did you go for again? Uh, two 0 two 0 As did uh, JP. We'd all take that, of course. A clean sheet and a couple of goals that would be all right, wouldn't it, for a trip up to Dingwall? Certainly would. And uh, as long as we get three points, that's the main thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, Ross County against the Dons on Sunday. We will be back in a week's time for Red Friday. We'll see you then. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Sound One, Red Friday.